Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. And if you're listening to us, the world did not end Saturday. Yay! We yeah. survived. In response to that, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to Friday's episode. The world was supposed to end Saturday. If it did, don't bother listening to this because Disregard we're dead. Disregard this podcast. Yes. But if it didn't, here we are. Just spreading the good word. I am one half of your host, Steven. And I would be the other half, Kyle. Thank you all for tuning in, and thank you for telling all your friends. Our downloads have been fucking ridiculous lately. Fan-fucking-tastic. So that is all your fault. We blame you. Yes. We blame you all, and we thank you all. Absolutely. Kyle is going to bring us a creepy haunted episode today stoked on this hell yeah hell yeah brother but beforehand we got to get through all of the business check us out at all our social media facebook instagram twitter and youtube come on over hang out share memes you know just be a big weird ass community the more weirdos we get the better um if you have any personal encounters you'd like to share uh, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. We have had a whole bunch of social media interaction lately. We've got a whole bunch of new people coming to the pages. So help everybody figure out what we're all about. Absolutely. And keep up the good work. So in order to share them stories with us, you can get on your smartphone. You can use your voice memo app, your camera, anything that will record you, record your story, then send it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also type out your story, whatever you want to do. And also keep in mind, um, the more stories we get, like if we have a, a, a big influx of stories, we may or may not start releasing bonus episodes that are just fan stories. Hell yeah. You know, pick two or three of them and sit here and talk about them because we have a lot of fun doing it. And I think that it seems like you guys enjoy not only hearing the stories, but hearing our thoughts on the stories. So... If that's a possibility, maybe we ought to get this podcast even bigger so we can have a little bit of bonus material floating around out there. Fuck yeah. And as we stated before, we're getting ready to launch a Patreon account. So anybody that wants to help the podcast out monetarily, we'll have a whole bunch of goodies put together to help you help us. Um, if monetary support is not your thing you can hop on over and leave us a five star rating and review at Apple or iTunes podcast wherever your podcatcher is run over there and leave us something dope um, it helps us kind of push through the rest of the podcast and kind of elevate us and make us easier to find today's five star rating and review is a dope one because it's from way the fuck far away, which is so, it's always awesome. awesome. I love I love every five-star rating and review equally, but the ones like that are from places I've never been to are just, are pretty dope. Anyway, this is from our friend SerenityXOX. It says, you guys are amazing. Five stars. I'm listening to you guys from Singal, West Africa. I really love the show, and I hope you guys will do a part two on the gins. So first off, Serenity Fox, or not Serenity Fox, Serenity XOXO. I kept thinking it was Serenity Fox. Anyway, first off, Serenity, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on over there and leave us that little rating review. You guys don't know how much that really helps us out and how much that means to us. Second off, that is so dope that you listen to us from Africa. Africa. I can't even 
can't even wrap my brain around it. No, not at all. Like I, I think of Africa, and I just all I see is lions. Yeah, I mean, they're probably fighting a lion right now. I wouldn't doubt it. It's crazy. Um, and as far as a gin part two, what do you say, Kyle? You brought part one. Yeah, why not? Get, get some more together. I'm sure we can find some more stories and I talk think, about it some more. I think there's some people on YouTube. There's been a couple of people reach out about for some gin the, gin sto- the gin stuff. Yeah. That's pretty dope. So thank you again so much for just taking the time to leave those kind words. It's awesome. It is awesome. Um, I say um a lot, so deal with it. Yeah, we, we've going... been sitting here watching our downloads go like wildfire. It's crazy. Two days in a row beating our, our high scores, so to speak. I know. It's, I it just, is weird. I can't even describe it to you guys. Like, I know I posted on social media, but we've had we've had more downloads in the last two days than we had, like, in any of our first six months total and probably in our first four months combined. So you guys have just been killing it, sharing, yeah. telling your friends, listening, and I can't thank you enough. It's yeah. grassroots is going like wildfire. It is awesome. So our listener story of the day uh, comes to us from a Facebook message, which is another way you can send them to us. I try to respond to as much as I can. I know I'm not as good at it as I should be, but I'm trying to always check the Facebook messages and the YouTube comments and the Twitter messages. And um, we have a Reddit set up now, a subreddit, our Hollow Sky podcast. Anybody that likes to fuck around on Reddit can come over there. It's pretty much all the same as all the other social medias, but just another way to get our name out. Shout out to our friend Libro for um, being over there and trying to push push our name out that way. Yeah, that dude's out there hustling for us, so a special thank you to you, man. Yeah, and, and he's in Australia having to deal with drop bears. so <laughs> That's pretty sweet. So, yeah, our story today is from our friend Mikhail. He says, hey, guys, I'm a big fan and recently discovered your podcast around the time I shared my experience on Reddit. About 12 years ago, my family lived in a small mobile home in the woods of the Pacific Northwest. It was relatively isolated with our nearest neighbors being my grandparents about two miles away. I remember the night vividly, even with how long ago it was. During this instant, it was storming pretty bad around the area. Thunderstorms, high winds, hail, you name it, it was happening. We had these massive windows in our bedrooms that were about 10 feet wide and 4 or 5 feet tall. From the outside, they sat about 4 feet off the ground. I remember waking up in the middle of the night, the thunderstorm having knocked the power out. I got up, and for some reason, I felt the need to look out my window. Like a lot of people in this world, I'm not a huge fan of the dark, which is kind of ironic because I now work as a nighttime security guard. Uh, But I digress. I walked to the window, and it was pitch black. I couldn't see the trees that were normally visible about 10 feet from my window. I can hear the rain and the rolling thunder of the storm passing by. I sat there and just stared for what felt like an hour. Then, when the lightning flashed, I saw a figure standing outside of my window. It was was tall and slender and had ratty ratty clothes on with a dark hoodie. His face was dark. I could only see its large black eyes. My brain made a connection. It looked like a man with a fly's head. I stared at it completely frozen. It wasn't menacing. I felt like it was curious more than anything else. We stared at each other for a while. I could see it as plain as day, almost like it was holding a light to it. Its eyes shifted up and down and left and right as if it was examining me. 
I finally got my wits back and decided to go grab my sister who was sleeping in the room next to me, but as I was leaving my room, I took a second look to make sure he was still there, and it was gone. I woke up my sister and explained everything, and to this day, she remembers me waking her up and ranting about some fly man. Eventually, I went back to bed. I thought I was... Or I thought I was just going crazy. The next morning, I went outside to check out of curiosity, and there were two solid footprints exactly where the figure was standing outside of my window. There was no footprints up to or leading away from the window. My dad dismissed it as his footsteps from the day before, but that's impossible because they were perfect. No malformation from the storm we just had. As an adult, now my parents share stories about that home. They were almost certain it was haunted to some respect. Noises in the house, giggling, seeing things that weren't there, anything you can guess, it happened in that house. A couple of years later, we moved out and never had anything like that happen to us again. My memory has never been the greatest, but that is one thing that never left my mind. It's imagined in, or it's ingrained in there like it's chiseled into a stone. As a nighttime security guard, I work at a college locally that is definitely haunted. Perhaps later on I'll be able to share a couple of stories about that. Keep it weird, fellas. Woo! Yep. Fuck that. Oh, he messaged us again. I realized I didn't send a name or a location. I'm a Kyle Mac, and I'm from Newport, Washington. Thanks, guys. That is one of probably my favorite entity encounters that have been sent to us. Like, fuck yeah. I, I love the fucking weird ones. Holy shit. shit. I've never even heard of anything like that. Like, here I am. Like, and this is kind of why I love podcasts, because like I was just telling my brother the other day, I'm like, it's literally like a movie for your ears, right? Especially the story podcast. But so I'm listening to the story, and I got my eyes closed, and I'm just kind of picturing as if I was in this guy's shoes. And he starts describing the figure outside, and I see it. You know, I can see the rain, the darkness, this tall, slender figure. It's got the hoodie on. And then I'm like, okay, this is weird. And then he's like, and then I see it's black eyes. And I instantly got goosebumps. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he, then he throws a bigger curveball. And he's like, it looks like a fly head. And Dude, I'm that like, is creepy. What the all, hell? All I can think of is like the huge alien almond-shaped eyes. Yes. But a fly's eyes are round. I don't know. <sighs> Man, and I can like, weird. I pictured it too as I was reading it. You can see the lightning flashing oh, in the yeah. background, and like you see his ratty ass clothes, and yeah, it's almost like a scene from The Fly, where you know he he mutates and he's all like fucked up. I don't know, dude. It's it weird, crazy. man. It's crazy. I love that he had the wherewithal to go out and like check for evidence, and he found the two footprints. Yeah, standing looking in his window. Yeah, I mean that's that was a good thinking, and B. It's even weirder that there, like you, you stated, there was no footprints leading up to or away from that spot. It was just two perfect footprints, exactly where you saw the creature. Because, like you said, and if it if it was your dad, if it was his footprints, odds are that you would at least see traces of the prints to and from location. Unless your dad can levitate. Well, I mean, that's also a possibility too. Something I foolishly did not consider <laughs> that's why i'm here gotta cover all the <laughs> yeah, bases. that's why we got two i mean that's, that's, that's what we do and i'm a i'm just a huge fan of humanoid encounters like i love i love all aspects of the paranormal cryptozoology uh demonology 
UFOs, aliens, all that shit. But these odd ass humanoid encounters are just so crazy to me. They're so awesome. It's strange. Because you can't you can't write it off as a Bigfoot because clearly it's wearing clothes. It's yeah. you know it's got human features, but it's got the head of a fly. Like, dude, it's so strange. I was there. I was reading one on Reddit where this gal saw a man walking down the street, and he had the head of a lion. Uh, I remember you talking about that. Like, because I was like, like, and, and we were talking about that. I'm like, really, dude? And you're you're like, dude, there's a lot more of these encounters than what you think. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and and. Everyone can't be misidentifying. No. You know? Even if even if 10% of these are exactly spot on what people see, that's still 10% of shit that we don't know anything about. Exactly. And though, like Steve was saying, like these are the ones that we need to be getting submissions for. I mean, we want everything too, but these off-the-wall ones, like they, they allow us to look look at things differently. I mean, I've never heard... Of someone seeing a tall, lanky figure, which right out of the gate reminded me of like a description of like Slender Man or something. Yeah, I kind of thought that too. I and thought then, that's where he was going with it when I was reading. That's it. what I thought. And then he threw that curveball with how you know its facial features, and I'm like, what in the hell? I've never heard of anything like this at all. I just I don't know. It's so dope. We're well, like we're not taking away from any of the other no encounters. And we want to hear it. We want to hear everything. Yeah, because and that's like it. I don't know. It's almost like, in a way, we're librarians, and your guys' stories are just archives. Yeah, you give it to us, and then we just keep expanding and learning more together. You know, it's it's interesting because now I'm gonna later on I'm gonna look into the state, like, and if anybody else has seen creatures like this before in that area, and not to mention around the world, because it might lead into another episode or stumble across some other rabbit hole. It could be a whole race of insect insectoids, insectilians. Oh man, it's it was that's an awesome story. Yeah, it really thank is. You. Thanks, Max, so much for yeah, submitting man. it. Uh, questions? Let me think here. As far as his facial features go, I'm calling it a him. I don't know why, but were the eyes the only thing that reminded you of a fly? Good question. When you looked at them, you know, if you look at a fly's eyes, it almost has like. It's almost like a bunch of little lenses put together. You know what I mean? Like yeah. thousands of little lenses make up the eye. Was Could you tell if it was similar to that? Like did the light ref- reflect off of all of them? And were there any other insectoid features on the face? Like you say a fly, I kind of think of like a weird mandible jaw kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm just curious. The more the more details we get, the the more vivid the story is. Yeah, for sure. It is. It's awesome. Weird. Because awesome. when he when he said he lived in the Pacific Northwest, my mind goes Bigfoot story. Right. Bigfoot story. It's prime squatching country. Right. But man, that was dope. Oh, for sure. And for I, sure. I know me and you had talked on Facebook a little bit, Mac. You sent another story over, which I will read in the future. But if you want to uh, send in them ghost stories from your uh, security guard job, we Absolutely. are all ears, dog. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, that was Max's story. Thank you so much for submitting it. Um, fly, man. Holy shit. Fucking awesome. Before before we uh, are magically whisked away to this haunted mansion, uh, it's time. Word from our sponsor. Hell, yeah. 
So boom shakalaka. Monster, that's your call. Again. We're just waiting. Like you don't you don't have to pay us money. Nah. Just like put us on your Twitter or some shit. Yeah, and then send and us like send a shirt. Send us some free monster. You don't even have to send me a shirt. Just some send me a stickers. case of monster like a week. Yeah, that'll work too. That'd be dope. I like the orange sunrise ones. And we I mean we obviously promote the fuck out of you. So I mean yeah. scratch my back, scratch yours type of situation. So everybody know? crack open a monster. Yeah. Let's get fucking weird. Let's get it. All right, so I chose because we we don't do many ghost stories, right? It's kind of I don't have we done a ghost story? No, I don't know. I don't think so. But for me, and I'm not trying to take away from anybody. Well, I'm pissed. For me, like the ghost stories just fall shy of my radar, and it sucks because when it comes to the the ghost, it's it's hard to for me to find a direction, like what to actually look for. Upon researching this, though, it completely has mind-fucked me. <laughs> it really has. Because I know that it's a scary place. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. And I know that it's a big place that a lot of paranormal investigators go to. And as you have already you already have known from the title, it's Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Which is an iconic yes. haunted place yes for lack of a better term and upon researching this and finding stories and what have you like i i i want to go there but i know that i'll be absolutely terrified fuck yeah let's go but apparently it costs a lot of money to do this so fuck that we may or may not need help french but i'm gonna go ahead and dive into a little bit of backstory on the sanitarium itself it's in louisville kentucky and in the early 1900s, it was hammered by a tuberculosis outbreak. As misfortune would have it, the TB thrived in the wetlands along the Ohio River. In order to contain the outbreak, they decided to build a two-story wooden sanatorium. This consisted of an, administra- an administrative building and two open-air pavilions, each housing around 20 patients. So at first, it was a relatively small facility. Then Metallica wrote a song about it. Hell yeah. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) The cases began to expand and at an alarming rate. So they decided to build a larger building to house more patients. They kept adding pavilions and even had a section for a while where they put patients in tents. Then they began to build a children's ward as well. So at the time, they were up to around uh, 130 patient capacity. The goal at the time was to add a new building each year to try to keep up with the amount of sick patients coming through. They ended up building a five-story building that would house around 400 patients. But shortly after that, the cure was found, and the cases drastically lowered, and they were no longer needing this large of a space, so they ended up shutting it down. It was then reopened in 1962 as Woodhaven Geriatric Center, a nursing home treating aging patients with various stages of dementia and mobility limits. It was understaffed and overcrowded and even had plenty of reports of abuse to the patients. It was then bought in 83 by J. Clifford Todd, who wanted to turn it into a maximum or a minimum security prison. But they ended up canceling that because all the neighbors decided to protest it, which I don't really <laughs> blame like, them. 
let's not do that. Yeah, I don't want a prison in my backyard. I just wanted to say, I'm going to butt in here, that I've seen tons of paranormal TV programs visit Waverly Hills. Yeah. But I'm actually taking the time to look at the layout and the pictures, and this place is huge. huge. Absolutely huge. I did not realize it was that massive. It is huge. And it's got some dope-ass gargoyle statues. Yeah. That dude is ripped. So, with all that being said... I well, did, yeah, I didn't realize how freaking gigantic yeah, it's, it was. It's massive. It's nuts. But we're we're going to go ahead and discard the history bullshit and get to the good stuff. <laughs> get to the ghost. Well, so, as far as the history goes, it just kind of sets a base layer of all of the death yeah. that had taken place in Waverly Hills. Exactly. Like the, tuber- the tuberculi- tuberculosis, tuberculosis. That it's is a it. hard tuberculosis. one to say outbreak and it being the sanatorium for it you know they had tons of deaths oh in yeah then it goes to the geriatric center which is basically a nursing home and you've got old people constantly dying yep so there was a lot of death in that building absolutely so it being one of the most haunted places in america doesn't Just, seem that shocking no not at all like you said with the amount of deaths that went through there it's definitely going to have some bad mojo so i I began my research trying to find the good stuff, and I stumbled across this website. It was Ranker.com, and they had a big list of things. I kind of went through and cherry-picked some stuff, but they go on to explain some of the messed-up treatments they put people through there. I realized that some of these were, I guess, the best they could do at the time because knowledge, you know, the medical field was nowhere near where it is now. So some of the treatments, which sound fucking horrifying, they put balloons in people's lungs and filled them with air <laughs> to help with breathing. They would also remove muscle tissue and ribs to relieve some of the pressure on the lungs. I also read later on that it seemed to benefit them if they uh, could only breathe in shallow increments because it took the stress off the lungs. So they would literally tie patients down to the bed and put, like, basically sandbags on their chest to keep their breath shallow. Imagine what laying there for hours on end, strapped down, you can't do nothing, and they put all this weight on your chest to keep your breath as shallow as they can get it with you surviving to keep the stress off your lungs. Crazy. <laughs> to keep you from stop stopping to breathe, we're going to minimize your breathing. Yeah, it's... It is is crazy. I just found that um, the initial population, the opening capacity was forty to fifty patients. Right on. That's that's nothing. That's, no, that is nothing. No. Looking at the size of the building, which I don't know what the original building looked like. But well, the original one was like a it was a pavilion, and they just kept adding to yeah, it. Yeah, they just kept adding that's to it. So crazy. Um. They also had a tunnel added to the facility to help bring supplies and whatnot to the hospital. But it also unfortunately doubled as a body chute. It's what everybody is known as the, the death tunnel or the, de- or the body chute or <laughs> death chute. We going there. Yeah. They would use this to transport bodies away. They did this to keep the other patients from seeing all the people passing. That way people wouldn't become more depressed and just basically give up. Even, and that even goes for the staff. I mean, um, you got to think as the staff, too, you see you know, everybody just dying and dying and dying and dying and dying. It would 
eventually you would think have an effect on your psyche. Yeah, that's a lot of death. Now, there was a room on the fifth floor, and it was, it was dubbed room five, or 502, but apparently there was a nurse found hanging from a light fixture. It was said she got depressed from an unwanted pregnancy. Now, rumor has it she had an affair with the, I guess, owner of the building, became pregnant, and I also heard one as far-fetched. I don't know. I shouldn't say far-fetched, but there was a rumor that she actually ended up giving herself an abortion, taking the child, throwing it in the sewer, and then hanging herself from the light fixture. Damn, that went from about a 6 to fucking 10 real quick. I know. There was also another nurse who worked in room 502 and ended up jumping off the roof to her death. So it sounds like this room already had people feeling some type of way. So when we go, cadaver shoot 502. Yeah. Which one are and you staying in? If probably 502. <laughs> Not fucking with that cadaver Fuck shoot. Fuck no, dude. <laughs> Fuck no. Um so between the treatments and the amount of people who died and the constant depression surrounding this place, it's no wonder there's a lot of strange things that that continue to happen there. Now, the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society went to the sanatorium, and they entered the kitchen area to inspect it. They noticed how it was in shambles. Everything was broken, and as one would imagine from years of being unoccupied, and also you had vandals coming in, tagging it, breaking shit, and all that that type of stuff. They went into the cafeteria, and it was basically the exact same scene. When all of a sudden, they were, well, they began to leave, but all of a sudden, they heard footsteps. And then they heard the clanking of doors swinging. So kind of like going through the cafeteria doors into the kitchen. Then they began to notice a very familiar smell in the air. It was the smell of freshly baked bread. Delicious. They were the only ones in the place that night. Not to mention, how are you going to bake bread when nothing in the place works? Yep. That is a... A very common form of haunting, I guess you would say. That could be more or less like the residual. <laughs> yeah, like like you have visual hauntings, you have auditory hauntings, and I guess olfactory hauntings would be just, just as prevalent. Right. People smell perfumes, people smell yeah. cigar smoke, and I guess it's just <laughs> they they almost seem more residual than in, than a other types of hauntings. And there was another pretty startling story that I found. So once again, it's on ranker.com. They credited true ghost tales and this guy named Joey and his friends went to Waverly Hills. They looked around and didn't see much. They went to the roof to kind of decompress and relax after a couple hours of walking through the building because I'm, you know, that would be the last place I would go if people are throwing themselves off the goddamn roof. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're on the fifth floor and it's just right there. But, you know, you're, you're kind of going through the building with high expectations, so to speak. You're you're always on edge thinking you're going to see something around this corner. Or something's going to jump out or this, that, and the other. So your anxiety and stress levels are most likely naturally going to be elevated. 
So they just needed to get out and get some fresh air, relax a bit. Well, this is whenever shit started to get really fucking weird. They started to see shadows moving all around them, and it began to scare them. So much so that one of Joey's friends actually decided to jump off the roof as a solution. See? That's what I just said. Yeah. Stay off the damn roof. Yeah. Um, They began to hear doors slam shut and see footprints appear in puddles. Some of them started to cry, but they somehow managed to keep it together enough to finally get out of the building and to the car. This story is actually pretty fucking terrifying when you when you sit and think about it you go looking around and like i said in the back of your head you're basically creeped out the entire time just when you think you're gonna sit back and relax and kick it that's when the show starts it's kind of like being in a movie seeing one shadow would be scary enough but to see a lot of them moving all around you like a pack of hyenas would actually scare the hell out of me then fucking weird. I, and it didn't specify if they heard it on the roof or if they were actually making their way down through the building. But then you start hearing doors slamming shut and seeing footprints appear in puddles out of literally nowhere. Then you have one of your friends who is convinced to jump off the roof, which is absolutely mind blowing. It's almost like something grabbed a hold of him and was pushing him emotionally. Not to mention the same thing could have happened to the nurse that bounced from room 502. And is it possible that she had a direct link to Joey's friend who wanted to jump off the roof? Maybe she had some type of influence over him. Now, I know some of you have seen this footage or have heard the story, but some people believe that there is a spirit of a young boy named Timmy. They'll bring balls for Timmy to play with. There's even footage of them setting the ball down, and it seems to roll unprovoked. Hey, Hollow Cult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's, it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 
as one would guess, skeptics like to rip it apart, saying it's simply uneven floors, the wind blowing, etc., etc. And to be honest, it is a fair argument. I highly doubt anyone has brought in a level to test the floor. But here's the thing for me, and we've talked about it before. Demons are commonly said to take on the persona of children. I'm not really 100% sure why, but if I had to guess, it's to lower your guard so they could possibly get close and attach to you. Either way, I'd be freaked out and to sit there and be like, hey, hey, Timmy, roll this ball, little homie. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it just starts to roll out of nowhere. And and if it's just sitting there unprovoked for a minute, then you're just like, hey, Timmy, want to give this ball a little roll, buddy? And then just to see it start rolling towards you, I'd fucking I'd freak uh, out. That's that's kind of what went on at the Campsville place that I talked about, where we went and investigated. There are reports of the childlike entity that hung out in the attic. Um, people that would investigate and spend a lot of time in there would leave toys up in the attic and then leave and lock the place up. Nobody was in there. They would come back and they would be moved. Toys that's would be weird. moved around. So. It's definitely bizarre. The little kid ghost stuff definitely scares me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've shared pictures of uh, that on the social medias, pictures of the uh, kid shadow yeah. figure in the attic. It is it is bizarre. But I also stumbled across another group, and they, they were they call themselves the Horns Paranormal. Hell and, yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, for sure. And they also went into the area where Timmy was said to reside, but they had a guide with them. And she began to state that the reason why most people don't have an experience with the little boy is simply because his name isn't Timmy. See, apparently they searched the records. Makes sense. And there is no record of a Timmy that was a patient there. The group also went, or the group, was all you know as the tour went on he said that he has been an investigator for quite some time and that he heard a noise in that place unlike anything he's ever heard and he goes on to say and I quote I have never heard anything like that sound before or since the sound was menacing and primal though brief being a seasoned investigator, I did not want to say anything to influence anybody else. However, the guide suddenly stopped and said with a quivering voice, did anyone else hear that? The, and then there he said there was like a handful of people that started chiming in. Yeah, we heard it. Yeah, we heard it. And nobody could explain what what the noise was that they heard. She went on to tell a story where she swears she saw a flaming apparition. There was she described a man completely on fire and I'm assuming they were in line on a tour and somebody was in front of her when she saw this apparition. And all of a sudden the apparition actually presented itself and then walked through the person in front of her to to basically approach her and be in her face. I don't know if I can handle that. That would be intense. Uh, unfortunately <clears throat> for me, 
I'm not a non-believing skeptic. I'm a I'm completely open to all aspects of the paranormal. But I believe I would have to have an encounter like that to kind of solidify it for me. I mean, I could understand you that. You know what I mean? Like cuz I've been places where I heard word I heard weird shit that you weren't supposed to hear, hear stuff moving, but in the back of your mind you can always write that off as other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that to happen. There's not really a whole lot of ways of getting around it. Uh, or you're just dropping acid before you go on a ghost tour. And as we were speaking about the humanoid encounters, that is not the only encounter of a flaming man that I've heard either. Fucking dope. Yeah. It's crazy. That's Which awesome. Are, yeah. Reminds me of the Doomsday episode, the yeah. man wrapped in blue flames. and Yeah. That is true. Synchronicity. Very dog. true. There's... It seems to happen a lot in our research. Yeah, but I mean, if we die Saturday, this episode won't matter. That's true. So I can just do a completely appalling job <laughs> on this episode, and it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. It's going to be fine. Uh, there was a, a short story that I found, and it for me, this one's a little bit strange. And I think a lot of people would agree, but I'll go ahead and tell you. An elderly woman was supposedly or who supposedly roams the hospital moaning and bleeding from her chained hands and feet. She will cry for help, but the second anyone approaches her, she decides to run away screaming in terror. On one hand, picturing it is, it's kind of comical in a way. Cause you're just like, what in the actual fuck is going on? Why in the fuck are her hands and feet chained? Right. But it also makes me wonder why is she chained up? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like What? So if I let my mind explore and theorize, it makes me feel like she was most likely part of some horrible experiment, and she obviously didn't want to be. Yeah, maybe they're gonna take her lungs out. They did do that. I people, read that, which well, is terrifying. You know what'll help fix your broken lungs? We'll <laughs> just take them out. Cut them out. You won't yeah. die of tuberculosis if you die of organ removal. Science. So, odds are, whatever she was going through, it was most likely extremely painful based on the medical knowledge at the time. Or could it simply be that seeing all the death and discomfort of that place slowly started to break her down? Which, I mean, you could you could understand if, you know, you and me are roomies, you die, get another roomie, you die, oh, Joe Schmo crosses the hallway, he dies... I could see how eventually that could break someone's psyche and they start to kind of go a little loopy, which may explain, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily agree with slapping them in chains, but maybe she had to be restrained for some reason. I don't know. But, you know, the the, the day-to-day body count just would not be fun to witness every day. So, if you didn't know, now you know. You can go on guided tours of the place. Hell yeah. Yeah. Some, Game on. Some of the guides have reported seeing doppelgangers. Oh, that's, and, that's creepy. Well, it gets, it gets weirder for me. They have dubbed the doppelgangers, and they call them the double walkers, which for some reason does not sit well with me. It fucking creeps me oh, out dude, that... so much more. I Calling feel like double walker. shit like that is well beyond the realm of ghosts. 
Oh, yes. And when they – I'm getting goosebumps right now. Calling it, for some reason, calling it a double walker just fucking freaks me out. It just creeps me out way more than just – I guess it's just because, like, I hear the phrase doppel, or double walker – and it, it instantly makes me think of something dark and nefarious and just like a fucking skinwalker. Fucking terrible. Or doppelganger, it's like, oh, I saw a reflection of myself and it was creepy. Yeah, I. Which, hearing that story, if you do go to investigate, you almost have to question everything. You know what I mean? Fuck question yeah. everything that you see. Because in my brain, I'm like, Ugh. investigating room 502, and Kyle walks in, I'm like, Hey, Kyle, what's up? Oh, I didn't think about that. Then he, Fuck that. Then he catches on fire and runs away from me. <laughs> You're like, Kyle, no. I'm like, oh, damn. Oh, oh dude, that suck. That, see, that's why when we go on these things, you ain't fucking leaving my side. I'm, that I'm, is one reason I'm why we're not splitting right up. Right down the body chute. I don't care. I'm tying you. I'm tying myself <laughs> to you. <laughs> I will. I'll, I will... Get a backpack that I put on your back, and I'll ride in the backpack. Fuck that. You know that that's not going to work out to your benefit because I guarantee you, you run faster than me. And if you're tied off, you're not going to be able to get away that good. I'll have the chopstick, so we're, <laughs> we'll be safe. <laughs> Kyle's convinced that he's just going to shoot a ghost. I will if I have to. I mean, they are already dead. I'll kill them again. Okay. So anyway, back, back to the double walker. Reeling here. it back in. Now, apparently they have their own... Uh, kind of theory and label to it. Now, the double walker actually gets fucking creepier and just past the word. They label it as a spirit that can mimic the appearance, voice, and mannerisms of anyone or anything it encounters. Bro, it's to- it's totally skinwalker. Definitely sounds like it. What? Now, I don't know if it is an example or an experience, but they go on to say it could be looking across the room or you could be looking across the room at an exact replica of yourself or seeing your sister over there strangling a cat even though she loves cats what but the guides do go on to say they have seen double walkers of themselves and others in most cases they are almost completely identical except for one little indifference don't be something fucked up don't be something fucked up where their eyes should be it's fucked up is nothing more than black holes of course because why wouldn't it be yes how how this alone scares the fucking shit out of me it would be weird enough like okay kyle i'm gonna be in 502 investigating you go down to the body shoot and investigate i know that wouldn't happen but exactly hypothetically speaking hypothetically then all of a sudden not only you have to worry about Kyle walking in, not being the real Kyle. But imagine being down in the body shoot and you hear something and you turn around and there's you oh, in no, the body no, shoot. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, there's no. There's you. I just need a sound clip of the basketball player in the commercials that goes, no, no, no. <laughs> not fucking happening, dude. Not in my house. No, I would take off running and screaming like a little bitch. Oh, uh, damn. And then you both come up the body shoot, and I have to choose which one's the real Kyle. Pick one, Steve. Well, I'm going to pick the one with the, the huge holes in his eyes. It's totally you, Kyle. I'll just be like, Steve, I can prove it. Let's go back to Jerseyville. I'll get, I'll get my phone out and just start playing 6 9 He's like, I know who's real. I know who's real. All right. Now, 
the double the double walker in my opinion is not even the scariest of the building it actually gets creepier neat apparently the entire place is haunted by one of the most terrifying things i've read in a while great the name alone gives you the heebie-jeebies <laughs> they dubbed this asshole the creeper oh, that's what they call it that's they what call they call the, the dude from the jeepers creepers that's true. Who also takes people's eyes, which leave big holes in their face. Fuck. Synchronicities. It's all coming together now. Okay. So, apparently, and this is common, if you are in the, the building and you start to feel an overwhelming sense of doom that just doesn't make sense and you can't begin to explain it. They're really selling this place. Odds are, it's going to be... That... That sense and not being able to explain it is gonna is gonna rear its nasty head relatively quickly. <laughs> um, you might just see a dark, terrifying entity that crawls along the floors and walls of the sanatorium. Dude. It even they've even spotted it. Like reminds me of Resident Evil. Yes, the liquors. Mm-hmm. Yep, they've even spotted it like on the ceiling <sighs> in the know. corner of rooms. That gave me goosebumps. Fucking creepy. Well, back to the Horns paranormal team that I was talking about earlier who heard the menacing voice, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they actually talked about or talked to the guide about this entity. And she claims that she's actually had a successful EVP session with it. With the, the, the creeper? creeper? The creeper. She said nice that lie. during this EVP session, the entity was asked for its name, and it gave a female's name. Then they go on to ask if this entity was ever human, and it said no. And that was about the gist <laughs> of it. Says, fuck no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. fucking terrifying. Awesome. You know, and, and the theories on this be- being are, are plentiful. Some people think it is a human spirit twisted by the trauma of its past life. Others think it is the go-to demonic spirit. They even attribute it to that sometimes these demonic spirits are kind of drawn in by a place full of human spirits, which kind of gives me that creepy thought like it's feeding like it's feeding time. Or they're taking a chance Great. at taking more spirits. But if you run with that theory, it doesn't even have to be a demonic spirit being pulled into a place full of torment and spirits who've lost their way and can't get out of the hell they're living. I mean, just just think of something, and it could be possible. You know, <sighs> uh, an environment full of leftover spirits who are lost and tormented and scared. Who's probably suffered a horrendous death. Yeah. Suffocating from tuberculosis. It almost seems like like the overall sense I get of the creeper is almost like this is the gatekeeper of the place. Yeah. Like this like, is the new warden. Like he's he's the upper echelon. Fucking sucks. And then you got your double walkers who are like the next tier keeping track of all the lost souls. That it sucks. It's a hierarchy of suck, suck, suckerarchy, suckerarchy. Now, I also watched a YouTube video 
by wakeparanormal.tv, and they went into room 502. They began asking questions into one of the digital recorders, and they began asking about the nurse that hung herself. They claim to have some things, but that that wasn't truly the interesting part. They asked, why did you hang yourself? And in my opinion, pretty clear it does say accident. They were simply using a voice recorder, like I stated. Now, as they began to ask questions, you know, as you would with one of these recorders, you ask your questions, you kind of give it a minute, go back and re-listen to it to see if anything was responded. And they did get a response after they started asking if it was a demon that did this to her. They just kind of just went out on a limb. But they did, a name did come back. I've never really heard of this name, to be honest with you. I'm not saying it's not real by any means. Just really haven't ever heard of it. It goes on to say Beelzebub. Beelzebub. B-E-E-L-Z-E-B-U-B. Pretty sure it's another name for Satan. Uh, Yep, that's basically what they uh, came up with. It apparently translates into yeah. the chief devil slash Satan. 666. So that's pretty fucking dope. You know, they're having a conversation with the nurse. They're like, hey, did you hang yourself? No, it was an accident. Did a demon make you do this? And all it says back is Beelzebub. That's, <laughs> it's kind of two different answers there, though. Like, if it was an accident. Yeah. How did, then, I don't know. Either way... Like I said, I, I kind of, I, I really could hear the name on the video. You did hear it. I did hear it. That's, that's it was, crazy, it was creepy, man. I'm getting us a ghost box, by the way. Another, I don't know. It could have been an accident. It might not have been, but apparently there was a homeless man, and his dog that hung out around the area, and a lot of the staff there knew knew the guy. Like they, they just basically let him hung out, I guess. Well, one day they come to, I guess, what you would call work and find his body at the bottom of Ooh, I've heard an elevator before. shaft. Now, you, you know, think about it. Big dark building, stumbled around in the middle of the night. It Is could it, happen. It could happen. But the weird part, here's the weird part. They also found his dog with him. Oh, shit. So the man and his dog were found at the bottom of an elevator shaft. Both fell down the elevator shaft. And the only way I see that happening is if he had a leash on the dog and drug it down with him. Or if, say, the dog fell first and he was trying to climb down there to find it or try to check on it or some shit. Possible. And that could go the other way. The old man fell and the dog went after him, but I don't think the dog would... Jump to its death? Yeah, just disregard its its Not normally. ...life, you um, wouldn't think. But there, as one would imagine, there is a running theory, and the theory would be that he was killed during a satanic ritual. Well. So that, that makes the fifth floor uh, that much more ominous. Was there any kind of, like, proof... Any kind of evidence of that? Not that like I really found. Symbols carved into his flesh. And no, but that would have been his extra heart removed fucking or scary. something. Yeah, dope. So, 
Is it a place that I would be willing to visit with Steve? Absolutely. Hell yeah, and bro. I would probably piss my pants about three times at least. <laughs> so let me go. We're going to take a change of clothes. But upon doing my research, pump the brakes. Started finding some unfortunate news about Waverly Hills Sanatorium's new management. This is unfortunate. Don't mess this up. No. See, the problem is, is that you had TV shows like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventurers who went out and pub- made ghost hunting huge. You know, I don't care if you've been a ghost hunter for 83 years. Thanks, Zach. Those guys really brought it mainstream and made it, it is what it is, you know, they just brought it to the light. The unfortunate side effect of this is now people are seeing it as a gold mine. And they wear tap-out shirts more. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But, the pro- you know, I read well about one place that is literally charging $2,500 a night Hell no. to investigate it, which is fucking insanity. I, and it's not that far off because I was looking at it while you were talking, and there are other tours that are $1,000 to $1,200 It's night. crazy. It's absolutely How crazy. in the F? Like, don't get me wrong. I got We were talking earlier. If between <clears throat> me and Steve, we, we got to do an all-nighter, and we got to choose if we wanted a guide or not, and say we wanted to bring a couple friends with us to have a little bit bigger of a team, and they're like, you know what? We'll let you guys in overnight for 500 bucks. Cool. I'll do 500 bucks. That's not that bad. Yeah, like I told Kyle, that's like that's like a weekend anywhere. Yeah. A weekend trip right. about 500 bucks. You know? But, but the, and then the twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, and then you start you start looking into it. You go look into Waverly Hill tours. You get on them like uh, Yelp sites, and you wouldn't believe the amount of people who leave one star ratings because they pay. And, and this is relatively cheap in comparison twenty five to fifty dollars a person for a guided tour for about two hours. Now their bitches are that. You don't even get to turn on a light at all. So you walk through the dark for an hour and a half. Um, you cannot take pictures until they tell you you can. What? They will not let you go in and explore any rooms. You have to stick on the path or they will freak the fuck out. You cannot use the bathroom. You cannot bring your own beverages. You have to buy their beverages, which like a monster is like $4. Damn. And then on top of that, if you decide to use a credit card, you have to have at least $10 to be able to use your credit card. So they're just trying to milk this They're milking cow. it. And and I even heard one girl say that the the, the guides are rude. They talk down to you. Uh this she's like the sec like I after the tour was over with, which almost everybody says the tour is actually about an hour to an hour and a half tops. Not two hours, but she's like, I went outside and I was kind of just taken in the building, just looking at it, admiring it. And she began to be get or she began to get yelled at by the employees telling her to get out of here. You must leave immediately. You cannot stick around at all whatsoever. Oh, bro, I'd be doing donuts in the Vengi. Yeah. Just and ripping just, them. Like, I don't understand. Like, people are coming to an ab- abandoned building that you bought. Paying you money. Paying you money 
to look for ghosts and you're not even letting them look for ghosts. And that, and you know what? That might not even be on the management. That could just be poor ass help. You know, people that don't want to be there, be. that don't want to have to do this. They're sick of walking through the same corridors over and, and over again, telling absolutely. the same shitty stories. And then what sucks <laughs> is like, she made this big response and I, I wouldn't call it nasty. I would, if that was her experience, I call it fair. She wasn't being hateful. And then actually the management went on to reply to it. And like the last thing I just laughed at, they were like, Hey, uh, yeah, you, that's our like mediocre tour. That's just like the intro to it. You know, we just got to make sure we get it, people in and out. But if you're able to come back, we have different packages that allow you to, I'm Wait a you minute. didn't pay enough money to deserve our respect. Wait a minute here. Now, come on, guys. There's a life motto that if you hear this, please live by. Don't be a dick. Simple. Like, people are it's, interested in this stuff. They want to come. They, people are willing to come pay you money to walk around in a building that you have no utilities in, nothing. And at this point. And even if you do. You bought it for that reason. Yeah. You don't need to charge shitloads of money to let a couple people come hang out for five hours and get scared and then go home like, man, that was the best. It was At this awesome. Point, they're just you're just paying for a name that you saw on television and on a ghost hunting show. And unfortunately, here's another thing people need to uh, to look into and worry about is that actually the new man. And I'm sorry if you're hearing this. I'm not trying to beat you up, um, but it is something to watch out for. Apparently, the new management has also been inflating some stories going on through there. So that's another thing people need to watch. Because one guy on Reddit caught it. He said that the new management has been going around saying that there's been over 60,000 deaths in that place. And the dude's like, mathematically, that's impossible. It's impossible. It's more likely that, I don't remember if it was like, 8,000 yeah. people or something like that. I, I read the same thing, but it wasn't from Reddit there. There are even reports now that 100,000 people had died in Waverly Hills. Right. And somebody went through records and shit and found that it was more like about 8,100. Yeah. So it's so, literally impossible yeah, for that. And that, just, that's what sucks. They're making it a, big, a bigger deal than it is. They're making it an attraction like they would at Six Flags. Yeah, and if, if it is one of the most haunted buildings in America, you're not doing it any favors pushing off a bunch of no bullshit you know not, not only that but think about it uh it's it's already been labeled as one of the most haunted places in america you don't have to do anything else no not at all and if pe people know going into this field they know that every single time you're in a place you're not always going to see something yeah it's just part of the game to. it's part of the game and the not seeing something the first time, does that mean that they will not come back? I guarantee to you they would eventually come back. Because Guaranteed. people want to see something. They you would almost make more money having people not see something the first time. Then you'll get them to come back through, yep, which but, is maybe why they're ushering them through like cattle the yep, first round. But Pay more money, get more stuff. You know, they're in my opinion, they're tainting the name. They're they're exploiting it. You're making it what it's not. Yeah. You're taking away from it. And they they even host they even host historical tours. Just come in and learn about the history during the day. If I'm gonna pay a substantial amount of money, like like you said, I if it if it's a big name place, I'm not I'm not uh, opposed to spending 250 300 bucks to have an overnight. But if no. I'm if I'm gonna spend that much money, 
I would like a first off I would like a tour like yeah with a guide through it showing all the places that we can go that we're allowed to go and the places that have the most activity and then I want me and my guys to be able to go in there and do our thing and investigate the way we want I don't want people telling me oh you can only go here and you can only go there and you can do this don't turn your flashlight on don't take a picture that's yeah. that's it sounds like a Halloween attraction that it says is yes, what it is. exactly and that's unfortunate and I <laughs> you know, I, I want the only reason why I brought this shit up is because that is something for people in this field to consider before because Steve found another one and we were just kind of Googling around and there was one that was like, hey, come check it out. We've got uh, you can stay overnight. We've got snacks. soda <laughs> snacks. We have equipment for you to use. And I'm like, dude, it it sounds like an attraction. It sounds like they're trying to build an attraction. So I think that's just something people need to be on the lookout for. Yeah. But hopefully one of these days me and Steve get to visit this place, spend all night there, or even just like fucking five hours or whatever, check it out. Hopefully maybe we'll get have the some shits, cameras by then. Yeah, and get the shit scared out of us. Drag you all along with us. And, and I, I hope that we do. I really do. I, I would want nothing more than to have some crazy experiences there and walk away and be able to talk about how fantastically scary it is. But until that day, you know, here's kind of where we stand. Hopefully you guys liked the episode because there was some pretty creepy shit. Yeah, that's there's some shit in there that I didn't hear about. No, it's creepy. Um, Yeah, that being said, if anybody else knows of any other haunted places please send them to us because we are looking to put together a little trip to go and investigate. Um, we've had Ashmore Estates been recommended. Of course, we have Waverly Hills. There's a couple other. We want to hear your guys, your all's take on it. Let us know where there are some haunted places that we can get into legally, preferably. And if there's some close to your area that do tours or that will let people come in and investigate, hit us up with all the information because we're trying to get our shit together. Hell yeah. That way we can push the YouTube channel a little bit, get you guys some cool video content to go along with all this dope-ass audio content. And we're just going to fucking be weird. That's what we do. Hell yeah. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Come and hang out with us. Let us know of all the haunted places you know of. Until next time, stay safe. Stay weird. And if you see yourself without any eyes, just kind of carry on your business. Don't approach it. It's going to be fine. It's whatever. <laughs>